Welcome to Kitchen Table, candid conversations about sex, relationships, and being human. I'm Brittany Palacastro. And I'm Nick Anthony. And today it's just us. We are going to talk about casual sex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Nick. Hey, Britt. What are we talking about today? Casual sex. <laughs> I think that you have a lot of thoughts. Don't share them yet. (laughs) I got an opinion. I got things to say about this topic. This is our teaser. Uh, Yeah, you have a lot of thoughts about this, um, which I love more than I. I think you've had probably more casual sex than I have in our open relationship. This is probably true. This is probably true. And I've probably had more casual sex than you have outside of our relationship when I was younger. I was like, it's not the same thing. I was like, no, that's different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's still casual sex. Yeah, you don't have to be sure. polyamorous yeah, or I, ethically non-monogamous to have casual sex. I did not have a lot of casual... I had no casual sex. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, let me let me go backwards. So I'm trying to... I'm trying to yeah, chalk it up. I was having sex. No, there was no sex being had. I mean, uh, there was definitely some sex being had was, before our relationship yeah, when you were thirty. But before I got into relationship, I mean, you were my like my longest, mm-hmm. longest relationship outside of high school, which was like two years, and then essentially there was just a whole slew of you know three months here, very and, yeah. brisk, very brief situations. Mm-hmm. So yeah, late bloomer. For sure, definitely navigated being solo for a long time. Did not have a lot of casual sex. Um, <laughs> was uh, in the friend zone a lot. Mm, is the friend zone? Doesn't exist, but okay. the, at the time, that's where I connected with. Yeah, because I think we're on the same tip that the friend zone doesn't exist. We should aim to be friends with all people. Yeah, I mean, I think, and also it's just this idea of oftentimes it's the friend zone is coming from this space of two heterosexual people and often and the man just expecting that because it's a female and because of the way we're all conditioned that they're basically waiting until their partner mm-hmm. has sex with them yeah. or their, their friend, not their partner, their friend like has sex, which I gotta say, like, I feel like I'm more on the dude tip in that. Cause and we've talked about this. It's hard for me to have friends that are male without expecting like well, us to have sex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for, a lot, for a lot of people. And that's why they don't have uh, friendships of the opposing sex mm-hmm. when it comes to hetero exactly. spaces. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get into all this a little bit deeper right now. Welcome to Kitchen Table. I'm Brittany. I'm Nick. That was kind of creepy. <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> and we're talking about casual sex today. Casual sex, casual sex, yes. So, what are your thoughts about and to, and how are we phrasing this? Casual sex. What are my thoughts on casual sex? Is it possible to have casual sex? Hell to the yes. Is it nice when there's thought and like caring involved? Yes. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think a lot of people think that casual sex means it needs to be devoid of feeling. Which I feel that for me personally is impossible for me to devoid myself of feeling when I'm engaging in that way with someone. It's like the intimate of intimates. You're bonding, you're melding, like you're, ah, it's just, it's just a lot of energy being exchanged. So I feel like caring in those spaces is, I don't know, makes it better for me, at least when I give a shit about the person that I'm interacting with. There's this fear a lot of times I think that people have around getting too close, like this idea that we can't exchange connection and even love and let it just be that. And this really is, you know, coming from just monogamous culture is that 
if you have a connection with someone, if you get along with them, if you have love for them, then you have to be in a relationship with them. Yes. Like that's what we believe. Even if we see all these movies, we watched Brown Sugar recently about these best friends and like, of course they had to get together mm-hmm. and they couldn't just be that. That couldn't just be their relationship, right? There had to be something more. And so that's what we as a society kind of operate under is that it's this umbrella of monogamy and what that means, it pours into so much of what we're doing. And so there's this idea that, oh no, like if I want to be with someone sexually, then I have to make sure that they know I don't want to necessarily date, which is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's a lot of shame in that. There's a lot of shame and there's a lot of judgment, like you're a player or, you know, these kind of things. Because what tends to happen is people tend to think that they have to be devoid of feeling and make sure that the person that they're having sex with doesn't catch feelings, doesn't think that they like them. And it's like, you're fucking them. Mm -hmm. I hope you like them. (laughs) A little bit. It's a smoosh. Yeah. And so I think because of this casual sex, there's this whole song and dance that needs to be done Mm -hmm. so that people, you know, this idea, don't catch feelings. You can have feelings. I think it requires communication. Like communicating and connecting with someone and being like, listen, this is what this is. Things don't need to last forever. And, but there's Mm -hmm. still validity within that interaction. It still adds to who we are and shapes us in some way, shape, or form. Like people want to walk away from the situations and think they don't gain or anything, or they're just getting, you know, physical, you know, satisfaction. But yeah, yeah, you're having an exchange. And no matter how long or short a situation is, like it is valid and has weight to it. I mean, caring is nice (laughs) for me when it comes to my casual state. I coin it as thoughtful casual. Mm -hmm. That was your term. I haven't heard anyone else say that, Mm -hmm. use that term. Like be thoughtful in your casual sex. Like there's there's no reason for you to to be an asshole in that space for me. Yeah. And I love that because it's, again, like just because you have casual sex doesn't mean you shouldn't communicate. So communication can be part of casual sex. Connection can be part of casual sex. Intimacy to some extent. Dr. Timmery Schmidt, who's been on this podcast, says that intimacy is shared vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And so it is possible to do that with anyone. Yeah. It's, you know, letting your guard down a bit. You know, here's the thing. And I know, you know, this has been said before, but if you're not comfortable <laughs> having a level of vulnerability with someone, then why are you sleeping with them? Right. And I'm not saying that in a shamey way, but I think it's something that we do need to think about. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, <laughs> you know, you have to be the, with the person and get married. And of course I'm not saying that. Mm-mm. But I am saying that sex is a very powerful and, in my opinion, sacred act. Now, when I say sacred, I don't mean that it needs to be saved with one man and one woman. I don't mean any of that. But what I do mean is that there is, coming from someone who practices Tantra, who understands energetics, who's been in kind of a spiritual understanding for a really long time. A lot of it is bullshit uh, of the spiritual understandings and keeps us actually more disconnected from ourselves, but that's another episode. But what I will say is that sex is a union. It is a sharing of an exchange of energy. Do I believe that we can do that with someone we've just met? Yes. Yes. Yes, we both do, right? I think that's possible. 
And there are pleasure chemicals like oxytocin, which peaks at orgasm and serotonin and dopamine that get that flood our system. Like oxytocin is a attachment bonding chemical. It's what comes through when babies are breastfeeding for moms and babies. And so these things are happening when you are having sex with someone, even after one time, which oftentimes can make things feel like they're deeper, stronger than they are. I think that sex is a very vulnerable act. Super vulnerable. And that if you're not feeling that, that there's something that's just being shut off. And so then the question is, well, then what is the purpose of this sex? Mm -hmm. Distraction. Like not wanting to connect with yourself, like looking to get that validation externally mm-hmm. rather than internally. Yeah, resourcing safety, which I've talked about a lot. There's many reasons. Yeah. And it's not saying it's horrible to have sex for those reasons, but it's also helpful to know. To connect with that. Right. While moving through that stuff, yes. Yeah. I like to talk about like having you know, these strategies, like, you know, having understanding like the needs that we have and the ways that we go about getting those needs met. And yeah. there's lots of different ways to get those needs met. And for a lot of people, we like, I feel like sex is a way that people try to get needs met. Like yeah. there are people who don't even have any kind of like masturbatory, like, you know, practice at mm-hmm. all. Sure. And just, it all falls externally and it's all sure. involves another person. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's important to be able to connect with yourself, but it's also important to be able to connect with another human being in a thoughtful, mindful way. And I also have to own the space of not always getting it right, making mistakes and tripping over my feet. And uh, yeah, you got to kind of sit with those things and kind of brace yourself and try to figure out what you really, really are looking for overall. Mm-hmm. I've definitely had one night stands that have made me like, hmm, is that something that I need to continue to do over and over again? No, but if it happens, I'm like, all right, this is what's happening. And it's fine. Let me just enjoy that moment for what it is rather than trying to overthink it. Just get present to it rather than uh, push it forward or backwards. Yeah. I haven't really had a lot of one night stands. My only one night stand that I've ever had was when I was in India. And I love this story. I'm not going to get into it right now, but I'll just say that I met this dude and we did Osho Dynamic Meditation and then we like fucked our brains out and we meant to meet the next day, but it wound up that I got there. He wasn't there. I was like a half an hour late. So I don't know if I stood him up or he stood me up, but I remember, and we had spent the whole day together. It was a very like a magical experience. And I remember that next day, Cause I felt so good about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we had met in the morning. I woke up in the morning. I wanted to meet a Taurus and I sat at the edge of my bed and I said, I want to meet a Taurus today. Why a Taurus? Because I loved Tauruses. They grounded me. I just always like felt very good around Tauruses. Okay. So I sat at the end of my bed and I said that like at the place that I was staying. And then I went and I wound up meeting this guy who wound up being a Taurus, of course. And he was like, we were sitting in this like horseshoe table because, you know, it was very community oriented where we were. And long story short, like hours and hours passed. Like I had said to myself, if he asks, if there's a reason for me to talk to this person, I am. And I needed a pen. So I asked for a pen and we wound up talking and it wound up raining. And so all these people came in. And so they came in and like sat in our seats as well. And so we wound up, there's like kind of like this circular booth and we wound up getting like completely right next to each other. And then we wound up going back to my room to do Osho dynamic meditation. How do you even get on that topic? Because yeah, he was just at an ashram 
where he was doing it. Gotcha. And I was like, oh my God, I totally, I want to learn it. And so he taught it to me uh, best he could, you know, and part of it is like screaming and like the first is like chaotic breathing and then you're screaming like for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so we were in my hotel room like screaming our heads off and the like person downstairs was like, Madame, Madame, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> I'm sure. I was like, we're fine, we're meditating. <laughs> and so at the end of that, it was an hour long. We were blindfolded. Like this was like some kinky shit, but not really. But you're building charge. Yeah, we're building charge and energy. And um, and then afterwards we sat in meditation and I still was like, I don't know if this is going to go anywhere. It just could be this. Yeah. And then like our hands were on each other and then like the hands started to move and I was like, oh yeah. And it's not to like sexy parts, like just on his hand was on my hand, oh, but, but it started to move and I knew it was on. Was, was it like, was it like a brushing? It was like a caressing of hand. Like once yeah, that yeah. happens, you know, it's on. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, we're having some kind of sex. And so we wound up like having sex and we were going to continue to hang out mm-hmm. while he was there. But again, like I wound up being super late and I got there and he wasn't there. I don't know to this day if I have a feeling he didn't show, but it also could have looked like I didn't show. And so I remember starting to feel so much shame about it because all of a sudden, because he didn't show, it was wrong and and, and all of these things. And I remember stopping myself and I was like, this doesn't change what happened. Mm -mm. I had a great time and an amazing, connected, beautiful experience with this human. And him coming or not coming, like doesn't need to validate or invalidate my experience. Yeah. I can let it, but why? The experience already happened and I already felt good about it. Yeah. And so that really was my only true one night stand. I mean, there's been some like makeout sessions and all kinds of stuff like that and when, when I was in my twenties. But more now, that's just not where I am. I have done a lot of making out in cars. That's fun. <laughs> I think I had this whole phase where I would like go on all these dates and be like, do you want to listen to music in my car? Yeah. (laughs) And then like we would go in my car and then we would like make out and I'd be like, "Hmm, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Which was fun. Like first kisses are the best. They really are. What? I mean, I guess they are. Like, well, what do you mean by that? First kisses are so luscious when it's like uh, with someone with like some solid lippage (laughs) and you're just like, hmm. Mm-mm. Just like that initial first smooch, right? it was just like you can't really get it back. And but we live in a space where like it's like perpetual, and like that <laughs> like exists constantly. Like, like we can get first kiss, not yeah, with each other. No, yeah, but like our, our first kiss is gone. But still, but like, our fir- let's talk about our first kiss. Our first kiss, you can do it. Throw your back into it. I like to use the dirty version. You mm. can do it. Put your ass into it. Oh my ice cube yeah, 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 yeah. On a dance floor at this place called the Seven Hundred Club. Back in the day. That was our first kiss. That was our first kiss when I felt comfortable being in a large crowd <laughs> without wearing a mask. Mm. <laughs> that was what the days. Yeah, I don't know. I do agree that first kisses are lovely. I think that sometimes, though, like second or third kisses can be even better when you kind of know Absolutely. the person a little bit. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I hear what you're saying because it's that anticipation mm-hmm. of like, is it going to happen? And then yeah. it happens. And then it's like, it's happening. Mm. Okay, uh, she was just thinking about aw. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually getting hot in my chest again. (laughs) (laughs) And so, okay, so let's get back to casual sex. How do you think that thoughtful casual is possible? So what does that look like to you? For me, thoughtful casual is merely checking in, asking questions, like, or like finishing up like sex and just being like, are you okay? Is there anything else I can do for you in this moment? Like just simply asking if there's anything else I can do for you in the moment while also, you know, 
after you come. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just a nice thing to do. And if someone leaves you, checking in with them to make sure they got home okay. Like, yeah. You had a great time this evening. Like, that, mm-hmm. was, that was really fun. Like, maybe we could do it again. Like, you know, either or, or just leave, leave it wide open. And like, I'll reach out, reach out to you when I can. Just mm-hmm. being actively mindful. Like, this is a human being that I'm interacting with. Yeah. And not, you know, some random ass Joe. <laughs> like, I mean, it could be a random ass Joe. Could, and and you can still be kind. Sure. But in terms of me, I feel like it's nice when that kind of uh, thoughtfulness shows up. In terms of me wanting that for myself, I offer that freely. Like, and I, I want to be more offering of that freely uh, when it comes to new interactions and, you know, checking in with people. Yeah. And I think the point is that being kind to someone that you're sleeping with doesn't mean that you want to have a full-blown relationship with them. It doesn't mean that you want to do anything beyond have sex with them. And I understand though, the trepidation of that, sure. because I've definitely read into that stuff in the past because we're conditioned to do so. Absolutely. Right. We're conditioned to be like, Oh, like this is happening. This means this, you know, like he wants to me, I'm hanging out with his friends. What does that mean? Yeah. So this is a good time to bring up like the relationship escalator. I was just thinking that. Yeah. I mean, that's really what happens with casual sex. And I think is a big reason why people are cautious of not like showing that they care too much Yeah, because the relationship escalator then starts to like things get checked off the box. Mm -hmm. Right. And so do you want to talk about what the relationship escalator is? Relationship escalator for me, my translation Mm -hmm. of that is basically starting a relationship and having it basically check up all the boxes in Mm -hmm. which will lead to you being with someone longer term, like doing all the things that meeting the parents or like, you know, meeting the friends, meeting the parents, having brunch together or making dinner or or I don't know. Yeah. And then moving in together, getting married, having children, you know, those are like the big ones. Yeah. And so it's like, we get to this one stage. Okay. Now we got to get to the next stage. Mm And, you know, in ethical non-monogamy, that doesn't happen in all relationships. There's going to be a lot of relationships where you're definitely not going to get married. There's going to be relationships where you're most likely not going to live with the person. Uh, Like those things are just never going to happen. Anything is possible, right? Things shift and change and stuff. But in a lot of relationships where there is, you know, there already is a nesting partner situation, which means two people are living together and stuff, like that might not happen, Mm -mm. right? And, And everybody involved is like, yeah, that's, we're aware of that. But in monogamous relationships, there's oftentimes, first we do this, then we do this, then we do this. And so what happens in sexual relationships where there hasn't been that communication, or sometimes even if there is, even if there is this like, listen, I don't want anything serious. That's usually like what happens, right? It's this idea like, I don't want anything serious. Okay, but he did this. Or she did that. Let me read into these. Let uh, me read into these. These actions or project and be like, oh, but I think he actually, he said it, but I don't think they mean it. No, let's move forward with this. This is going to be something. And, yeah. yeah. And then it's like, instead of just asking, instead of just being like, okay, I'm a little confused by some of your actions. Like, what does that, are we still on the same page? Yeah. I had like a play partner, like somebody I engage with kink with. And I remember like it was starting to get to a space where just the way that he was like texting, it was like a little bit more and things he was saying. And I was just getting confused a little bit. And so I asked and totally freaked him out. Really? Yes. Hey, like, I'm just curious, like, it sounds like you want a little bit more. Like, I'm cool with that. I'm also like, either way, like it's possible. And I think he took it as me wanting more and trying to get more. And it wasn't necessarily, I was just confused Yeah, because I do read into that kind of stuff mm-hmm. still probably to this, <laughs> you know, it's definitely ingrained. 
but more maybe um, this is all a conjecture him maintaining that connection or seeing the things that he was saying was helping him maintain a connection with you maybe and just it just was that sure maintaining that that uh the energetics and basically building that energy for like you know, your next hang or your, your next visit yeah i mean less so now i guess i can't really say because i don't really engage in a lot of casual things these days mm-hmm. i'm very intentional and i'm kind of like where i'm at and, and happy with what i got but yeah i think that um there's more mindfulness now and i think for me it's more i think the most important thing is communication Oh, yeah. But consistent communication. It's not just, hey, I'm not looking for anything serious. Once it's listen, like we, okay, we've been seeing each other in this way for a couple months. Like just want to check in. Like I'm still good with this arrangement. Are you still good with this arrangement? Yeah. Is there, you know, like, and maybe they, like, what if the other person could say, well, I am starting to, to develop feelings, but I'm okay with those feelings. Like I'm okay with having these feelings for you, mm-hmm. but this remaining casual. Yeah. And it's like, just because we have stronger feelings for someone, then it means there is the escalator. Mm-hmm. It means we have to jump to something else. Yeah. I dated a woman who her partner was very much like this, like had partners, like had, you know, it was all casual. That was the boundary. But they still like said, I love you and things of that nature. It was still just sex, but connected and yeah. loving Yeah. and long-term even. That was it. There was no escalator in those relatings and relationships yeah some people can handle it and some people can't yeah i think it's because of a lot of what we just talked about yeah you know i think that um it's possible to have those moments you know like friends with benefits dan savage says this he's like the first word is friends if you're going to be friends with benefits with someone well then what like a friend yeah like what's a friendship to you because mm-hmm. is a friendship like making sure that the person knows that you don't want anything more. So you treat them like shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, no, that's not what friends with benefits is. And I just think communication is just so important. And sometimes we don't get into that communication because we're afraid of rejection or the person thinking like the wrong thing. The communication exists throughout all of it. Like our relationships with ourselves, our relationship to other people, we're not always going to get it right. Like there are going to be some hiccups and mistakes and like fear is going to drive mm-hmm. some of these interactions. And I'm speaking for myself and yeah, I definitely want to get better at being able to not be um, a jerk. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> I don't know. I was, I was thinking like afraid or like a jerk, a, I guess <laughs> an asshole. <laughs> so want to be an asshole. Like, yeah, like, let's not do that. Like for me, friendship is a very open platform for things to shift intimately or you know not romantically it's mm-hmm. just yeah it's a container and for me as an adult man it's just like i feel capable of being able to to traverse that but only within a conversation like it has yeah, to be, boundaries as, as we talked about and like you know are you down for this is this something that you can handle if you can't handle this then we won't do it at all but mm-hmm. if it's something that you want to do let's throw it out and <laughs> let's connect with that and just be talking with each other just there should always be some type of communication going on, period, with ourselves and with people that we're interacting with. Yeah, and I love that, like, the, with ourselves. Like, let, get honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Is you this know? what I want to do right now? Is this something yeah. that I can handle? Like, do I want to get in this? Like, yeah, but for the most part, again, we got to live. We got to live and try to have, you know, enjoy this earth as much as we possibly can until, mm-hmm. you know, time runs out. Like, and that's 
quick. Like it's pretty short in the, in the span of like the galaxy and the, the length of the earth, you know? So, well, you're getting philosophical now. <laughs> I am, but it's like, it's a speck. Like it's a little speck of dust in the yeah. gal- galaxy exists and everyone you've known, all the wars that have been fought here, this exists on this one grain. It's just like, what can we do to just live thoughtfully and not be assholes to each other? <laughs> what we can do is have casual sex. Yeah. <laughs> Sex it out, y'all. Thoughtful, casual sex. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag thoughtful, casual. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. So speaking of sex, let's do sexy questions for both of us. Sexy questions for both. I'm ready. Okay, if you could have sex anywhere in the world, where would it be? Mm, My first thing that flashed in my head was a higher balloon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'd be afraid. What if you fall out? (laughs) Isn't there someone in there with you that's like, needs to control it? Like, <laughs> he's smoking a cigarette. He's smoking a cigarette. Oh God! If it's some reason he's French, I don't know. This person's French. What? Do all French people smoke cigarettes? I don't know. Like you, you asked me the fantasy. Fair enough. Okay. Hot air balloon. Hot air balloon. French dude with I'm assuming a beret because we're going like really stereotypical French smoking a cigarette. Smoking a cigarette and yeah. watching you That's have it. sex at the sunsets. And there's a rainbow going over it. I'm just <laughs> the rainbow, minus the rainbow, but the sunset would be real nice. I mean, why not a rainbow? It's your uh, fantasy. No, it's like we're in the sky. I don't need it. I don't need it. Okay. <laughs> Fair the, enough. The first thing popped in my head was like, hmm, all right, I'm going with it. That could be anywhere in the world. That could be <laughs> anywhere. Okay. Most wild place you've had sex? On the Delaware River in a tube. I'm about to say, what is that? On a tube? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the little like floaty joints you just put yeah. your butt falls through? Did it have a, a bottom? No. It was sex in a tube. Sex in a tube. I can't even... Yeah, so they have... They're, it's a ima- big tube. I'm, it's I'm, not like... It's I'm, a rubber tube. I know, but I'm still trying to imagine the physics of that. So... <laughs> trying to get a- it was my boyfriend at the time when I was in my 20s, and <laughs> we would go... There's this place where, you know, you can do, like, the tubing excursions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you go, and so everybody was going, like, left, say, and we went right, and so we smoked a joint, and then we had sex. Yeah, I think, like, I don't know, I think maybe, like, I he got on top of me or like one or the other. And yeah, we were just kind of like, I don't know, we were going at it. <laughs> it was like slap, slap, slap with the, with the water and stuff. Splash, splash, splash. I mean, I don't think it was necessarily that great, but it was more fun to yeah, be like, yeah. I had sex on a tube. On a tube. On the Delaware River. Hey, there you go. Boom. Wildest place. I, <laughs> I like it. I'm still trying to figure it out in my head. I'm like, how other <laughs> like, so are you in? It's you on top? I just remember there was a lot of water splashing. I can't imagine. And I was also stoned. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Thanks for adding to I think I was also probably like, hey, like laughing because it was a good time. That's it. Why did you just yell? <laughs> That's have, it. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know why. I did you get that. frazzled by thinking of me having sex in a tube? I guess so. <laughs> I think. I think it was more. I think you were really still caught up in the in the how. I was trying to figure it out. Like my brain is was seriously trying to put that picture together, and some for some reason, like it doesn't make any sense to me. It's just like, it, or just the emotion. I just feel like you, you need some type of like leverage, and like in a tube, would be non-existent. Well, we're still talking about this. <laughs> I like to think about the realistic, you know, applications. And oh, it happened. The angles. Like, it happened. <laughs> I think people will get a lot out of this particular conversation about hope, casual sex. I hope so. Yeah, I'm glad that we, last minute, we were going to, we're going to talk about jealousy. And I was like, I want to talk about something a little more like Please. light and fun. Because <laughs> sure. we talk about a lot of heavy, heavier things, trauma, you know. And so I think that... 
Yeah, but I think there's a lot of like wisdom <laughs> to be discussed about about casual sex and about how to how to engage thoughtfully mm-hmm. with people and just recognize that we are humans we are. and that we can love each other and it doesn't need to mean anything. Yeah. Just be nice to each other. Be kind to yourself and be kind to others. I think that's a good way to, to end. Thank you so much for listening. Follow me at sexually underscore liberated on Instagram and check out my website at brittanypolacastro.com. And now we're on Twitter. Follow us at K Table Podcast. Follow me at Nick Anthony Photo on Instagram and check out my website on nickantony.com. That's A N T O N Y. There is no H. Editing by Audio Knots. Music by Greta Hopper. And follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave us a review. Five stars if you're feeling generous. It really does help. And share our podcast with someone you think might be interested. Help us spread the kitchen table love. Until next time.